The following recording is from Parramatta Christian Church. We pray that this message inspires you in your walk with Christ. For those who don't know me, my name is Rohan, um, and I've been coming to PCC for the past 18 years. And for those who do know me, I'm sure you cannot pronounce my surname, but I forgive you for that, because I still can't pronounce Brother Stance's surname. <laughs> um, it's pretty daunting to come on camera. I wish you guys were here face to face. That will be the best thing. But here we are. So I'm excited to bring the Word of God to you this morning. Uh, the Word of God always brings faith and encouragement into our hearts. We live in strange and unsettling times, and the things we see around us can bring fear and discouragement into our lives. But the Word of God constantly reminds us to set our heart on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. The psalmist says, I lift up my eyes to the hills, and where does my help come from? His help comes from God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. God has not left us as orphans to struggle through life, but he has reached out to us in his grace. He's always there for us when we need him most. And the Bible tells us that he has adopted us as his own children so that he can lavish his kindness and display his grace for us for all ages to see. So this morning, God's grace in our adoption and the privilege of sonship will be the main theme that I will speak on. So let me share from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 to 7. And I will share with you what I believe God has put in my heart. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 to 7. Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms, every spiritual blessing in Christ. He chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Christ Jesus in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. Uh, recently, a family I know adopted two children. Um, they waited anxiously for all the paperwork to go through, and finally, when the time came to bring the children home, they were overwhelmed with joy at the thought of welcoming these children into their family. For the first time, I had a glimpse into parents who adopt, the joy and the pleasure they experience. This, in turn, gives us a glimpse into God's heart. When we come to Christ, no matter who we are, no matter what we have done, God adopts us as his own. His grace is never more glorious, has never been poured out more freely than in our adoption. His grace has never been richer, 
has never been lavished as much than in our redemption. It was his pleasure to make us his own. In fact, the Bible tells us it was his pleasure and will that we be his sons and daughters. Church, what a loving father we worship. How amazing is his grace. But to truly appreciate his grace and our privileged position as his children, we need to understand the gravity of our situation before we were saved. Before we became God's children, we were all Adam's children. Adam, our forefather, represented us when he sinned against God. When he sinned, we inherited his corruption and his guilt. When he became a slave to Satan, we all became slaves. We were sold into slavery long before we were born. In Romans chapter 5, verse 18 and 19, the word says, Consequently, just as one trespass resulted in condemnation for all people, so also one righteous act resulted in justification and life for all people. For just as through the disobedience of one man, many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of one man, many will be made righteous. So let me tell you a story to illustrate this truth. As you know, uh, I come from Sri Lanka, go the Lankans. At one point in our history, there were three separate kingdoms ruled by three separate kings. At one time, one of the kings decides to invade and take over one of the other king's kingdom. So the two armies were poised for battle. And um, suddenly the kings looked at their armies, all these young men and women who are going to be sacrificed in this battle. So they spoke to each other and said, let us fight each other. And the one who wins will take over the kingdom of the other king. So they got on their elephants and they battled it out. Now before you think we Sri Lankans are crazy, and this doesn't happen in any other part of the world, the Bible records a similar story. In the battle between David and Goliath, it was the two champions who fought each other. And it was decided that the losing side will serve the winning side. So just as Goliath lost to David, Adam lost to Satan in the Garden of Eden when he disobeyed God and was deceived by Satan. In, so, and just like the Philistines became slaves to the Israelites, the whole human race became slaves to Satan. In Adam, we were born unable to obey God. Our guilt does not just lie in our own lies and our own pride and our lying tongues and in our idol worship, but also in Adam's original sin. Thereby we became under the wrath of God, under his judgment, deserving of being cast into hell for eternity. Church, that was the gravity of our situation. But thanks be to God, 
God in His great mercy and His love for us, He sent us another champion, Jesus Christ, His own Son. Jesus is our new champion. And on the cross, He defeated Satan. In Calvary, He paid the price for your sin and my sin with His own death. Jesus took upon the wrath of God and the judgment of God that was upon us, he took it upon himself. He purchased us. He bought us back from slavery. He redeemed us with his own blood. The prophet Isaiah says that he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And the punishment that brought us peace was laid upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. And church, if that was not enough, he went on to adopt us as his own children. How glorious is this grace? How wonderful is this grace for us? Now that we have spoken about the grace of God, let me talk about two privileges that we enjoy as the children of God. Number one, a child or a son is free, whereas a slave is still under bondage, a son is free. In Romans chapter 8, verse 14, the Word of God tells us, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves to, so that you live in fear again, Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, again, the word says, It is for freedom that Christ set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourself be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. When our heavenly Father adopted us, He put His Holy Spirit in us. He cleansed us with the blood of His Son, Jesus. He cut off that sin nature that we received from Adam, that corruption and the guilt. He circumcised that off. He even gave us a new heart. Whereas in Adam, we couldn't obey God, but He gave us a new heart that desires Him, a new heart that is able to obey Him. Our Heavenly Father has given us all the resources we need to walk in freedom. Church, in fact, our Heavenly Father expects us to walk in freedom. But sometimes, even though we are sons, we tend to live like sl slaves in bondage. Sometimes, even though we've been Christians for a long time, those sinful habits still continue to control our lives. So church, let me ask you an uncomfortable question. Are you walking in freedom like a son, or are you still in bondage like a slave? Are you still letting those old sinful habits control your life? Addictions, addiction to porn, to gambling, to drugs and alcohol, to unhealthy relationships, those, the list is endless. 
but they're all habits of a slave, not of a son. In the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 1 and 2, the Bible tells us, now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ, the, the law of the Spirit that gives you life has set you free from the law of sin that leads to death. So there are two laws in operation here. Consider the law of gravity. The law of gravity pulls everything down. Now compare that to the law of sin and death. Now consider the law of lift. The airplane's powerful engine acting on its wings enables the aircraft to fly, defying gravity. I always think of the, uh, the, yeah, the, yeah, the wings of the aircraft as a posture of surrender. And I always think of the Holy Spirit as the power of the engine. When we surrender our lives to Christ, when we surrender those things that get us down, those things that keep us bound, those habits that take, him, take us away from him, when we surrender to him, the power of the Holy Spirit, by the grace of God, will enable us to walk in freedom. It sets us free because our Heavenly Father so desires us that we walk in freedom. And He's given us all the resources that we need. So church, let us be free. Let us not look back. That was number one. And the second privilege that we have as a, as a child of God is that a child or a son or a daughter has an inheritance from the father, whereas a slave does not have an inheritance. In Revelation chapter 21, verse 7, the word says, All who are victorious will inherit all these blessings. And I will be their God, and they will be my children. Our greatest inheritance is our Heavenly Father Himself. There will come a time when God's dwelling place will be with His people. He will wipe away every tear. There will be no more tears, no more pain, no more um, death. No more death. And the old order of things will pass away. And God will make everything new. But church, in the meantime, He has given us His Holy Spirit as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. The Bible says, in fact, the God, God Himself says to us in, in, in His Word, Come boldly into my throne of grace that you may receive mercy and find grace in time of our need. Our Father is inviting us into an intimate relationship with us. When we get to know our Father's heart, it gives us great strength. So church, be bold in your Father's presence. Go and ask Him for strength where you are weak. Ask Him for faith where you have fear. 
asking for abundance where you have lack. Church, ask him. Ask him more of the Holy Spirit where your flesh is getting you down. Because Jesus said, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find and knock and the door shall be opened unto you. And the word goes on to say, he is able to do immeasurably more than all that we can ask of or even imagine through his power that is at work in us. So ask your father, be bold in his presence. You know, church, I've got an 18-year-old son, and uh, I have given him an old car, as old as him. And he kind of doesn't like to drive that so much, but he likes my car. So he comes boldly to me and say, says, when he has to go out, he says, Dad, can I take your car? Now, my car is um, as a 3.5-liter V6 engine, and uh, my daughter rolled her eyes when I said this, but uh, there we go. Uh, and he, he loves to drive fast. He loves to play around with the paddle shifts. So I'm a little concerned to give it to him. But he comes boldly and says, come on, Dad, let me take his car. Let me take your car. And he drives away in my car. The thing is, he is bold in my presence because he knows that I love him. He knows that I want to bless him. But I'm an earthly father. How much more your heavenly father wants to bless you? How much more? I was reading a psalm this morning and uh, I realized how much this psalmist knew this truth that God himself was his inheritance. And that gave him so much strength. Let me read that for you, church. It's in Psalm 73, verse 23. The psalmist says, Yet I still belong to you. Look at that language. I belong to you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. You lead me to a glorious destiny. Whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. My life may fail, my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. He knew that God was his inheritance. The psalmist knew. Church, our inheritance is ahead of us. Our destiny is ahead of us. There are some of you, and God put this in my heart. This was one thing that was burning in my heart to tell. There are some of you who are living lives looking back. Looking back at the things that has brought you hurt and pain. But our inheritance is ahead of us. Your destiny is ahead of you. And God promises healing. God promises that he will restore all things. He will bring healing to you. That's his promise. In fact, church, it was prophesied about the Messiah. When Jesus comes, he will, he will bring beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and a, and a, and a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. How awesome is that? How awesome is that? So don't look back. When the Israelites crossed the Red Sea, they were saved. The Pharaoh couldn't follow them. 
but sometimes they still hear the ringing voice of Pharaoh in their heads. And they kept looking back. No, church, God has brought us out of that. Pharaoh has no more hold on them. Satan has no more hold on you. So we don't have to live uh, like a slave. We don't have to have the mindset of a slave. The Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So read your word. Have the mindset of a son who has freedom, who has an inheritance. So church, as I bring this to a close, I hope the message that I brought you today gave you a, a fresh insight into the grace of God. So that when you worship him next time, when you thank him and praise him for his grace, that your worship and your thanksgiving will be so much richer because of what you heard of his grace. Church, I pray that you know, come to an understanding that you are a child of God, you are a son of God, a daughter of God. He has set you free. He has set you free. Walk in that freedom. Walk in that freedom. And he has given us such an inheritance. It blows my mind. I can't even express it properly. So let that inheritance bring you great strength. So I'll leave you with a prayer from the great apostle Paul. Father, I pray that you will give us the spirit of wisdom and understanding to know you better. Father, I pray that you will give us understanding of the hope to which we have been called, the glorious inheritance in the saints, and this incomparably great power for us who believe. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Parramatta Christian Church podcast. To hear other sermons or to find out more about our church, please visit our website at pcc.org.au.